Salutations <laughs> Greetings and welcome to it This is Two Second Round Picks in the Fax Machine A Loud Booth Podcast presentation And I am your host, True Story, man Thank you for joining us on this year, episode 25 Of the series where we're looking at a couple trades before the trade deadline We're trying to beat the clock just like most GMs and, and teams are trying to beat the clock So here goes with that buzzer beater, you know what I'm saying, coach We got the Orlando Magic on today's episode interesting on the team thinking damn it dog so much talent goes through there and more often than not it's like it gets developed there to go elsewhere to go contribute of late that pipeline has kind of stopped where it's more been a rehab home for talent where players will go there get a lower deal and then when it's time for them to go resign they'll be like i'll go resign elsewhere and contribute there and i may not produce as much as i was producing here but damn it i'll get my money you know and now of late it seems like younger players are being rehabilitated there with the mindset of maybe they will stay and will sell high on them right then once in a while there's a thing where they will get an older guy like Vucevic who's been there for how many years and every season it's like is he gonna get traded is he gonna get traded is he gonna get traded he never really does get traded and it's a situation where it's like but damn there's so many teams where he could help when you look at it every season like he helps them stay relevant definitely and the teams where if you could have Vucevic in there he would change their ball club because before he would before Marco Falls went down this season they were a playoff team you know last season they got into the eighth seed with a 33 and 40 record so he helps them stay relevant. Yes, they lost the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, 4-1 in the Eastern Conference first round. Yeah. Somehow without too much talent, because nothing much has changed from the squad from last season. Just that faults went down and Jonathan Isaac was injured for most of the season, right? Yet he still managed to give you 24.5 points, 11.7 rebounds and 3.8 assists. Even in a season where Aaron Gordon hasn't kicked on, he's only given you a shade under 15 points, and Fournier hasn't kicked on to above 20 points yet. Somehow, somehow, he's keeping you somehow decent and relevant. And Cole Anthony can actually come along now at 20 years old. And I like what he offers yet. Right now at 30, it's like his whole career is going to just be helping the Magic stay relevant until one day when they get good enough and then it's time for him to move on. And that's when they're actually getting good and he doesn't get to really win with them. I don't think that's fair, <laughs> you know. And you can put yourself in a situation where timeline-wise, just make it match a bit better where there's some teams where... It may be a gamble for them to go for Vucevic, yet it's a gamble that they not only is worth taking for them, but it's one they have to take too, right? Because they're in a situation where, what are your other options, you know? And for you, it's if you can get back any assets that help you in your new timeline as the Magic, why not do it, you know? Because you're in a situation where it's like, what are you going to do down the line? You know, what are you going to do as a Magic down the line where it's like, you have Markel Fox, you're going to keep developing these kids to get better and then move them on. No, get to a point where you have a timeline that's going to match and our ideal situation is three years from now, we want to be able to come out the second round in the East. Have a timeline, like we're setting ourselves that goal and that's what we're trying to do and we're going to build towards that. And we're acquiring all the assets and developing all the young players to be able to do that right there. And then if we can move on from, you know, Vucevic to be able to put ourselves in that window that we do all day and I looked at it and said okay how about a trade where you can get some players who are interesting young players out of a team where they could use y'all's players coming back they could use the man that you bring him back in in Nikola Vucevic who 
is an interesting prospect. You know, at 30 years old, going to Portland, where the timeline is around there with CJ and Dame McCullum, it's around that window where CJ is the youngest out of that three. You know, 29, then Dame's 30, and Vucevic is 30. That's your new big three. And then you can go now because you always needed maybe your win. You can always auto fill that wing now. You have Derek Jones Jr. for another season. I like what Gary Trent Jr. gives you. I like what Melo's continue to give you. You can look around to fill in that, you know, whatever else you do. Yet getting Vucevic right now, this season, you're gonna have to lose some parts that are coming off your bench. I get it. Lose Nurkic, who you do like yet the best ability is availability. He's not always available for you. And it's starting to compromise your ability to go win. You know? Because now when you really need him in the playoffs, he's gonna be back. Yet the question goes, it's countdown to when he's down again. You don't really need those apples, coach. So to be able to say, okay, you know what, we'll come off of a couple picks to be able to go get a guy right now who contributes to this timeline and we want to go and help Dame win right now. We're willing to take that gamble, even if it means losing out on one of our two of our young players that we already have on the books, plus some picks. Do that business, you know, because Vucevic, just as the trade machine says, is a winsome place to the point where he's giving you an increase of 27 wins with the Portland Trailblazers right now. Where you do this trade and you have Vucevic going to the Portland Trailblazers and you have Yusuf Nurkic going to the Magic with Zach Garland's. Both of them have basically been injured this season. And Anthony Simmons, who's a young player that I really like it. You know, he's still young, still has two years left on his contract, 2.2 million. Nassil Little is a pretty similar situation with three years left on his contract, 2.2 million. A top three protected first round in 2023, top three protected first round in 2025, along with a second round in 2024 via Atlanta. That's a situation that I think Portland can live with, knowing we invested into our team for the next three, four, five years. Where everybody signed through. This is our squad. We just have to find a way to make it all work. We have scoring, we have defending, we have playmaking, we have rebounding, we have Pardon me, everything we need in our squad of to put the complementary pieces around Dame and CJ and Nicola. They're available, they fit, they're durable. We're not worried about where we're picking anymore. Anthony Simmons was a nice picker for us at 21 years old, yet we're moving him on. Nassie Little's a nice little player for us at 21 years old, we're moving him on. Zach Collins was going to be a project for us at Power 4 at 23. Move him on, along with Nurkic and those picks to get Vucevic right now. Who, we can contribute all those players combined don't average the 24.5 that he gives you with the 11.7 rebounds and 3.8 assists that's how much you get in terms of quality that's an all-star caliber contributor and you just needed a third all-star to go along with dame and cj especially in the west where you have two backcourt guys who are all-stars add one front court all-star type talent and you <laughs> the ceiling is yours as portland we've seen what dame can do carrying this team if you don't make him have to score 40 points a night to win because he's got Vucevic, he's got CJ, he's got other options in Gary Trent Jr. and Derrick Jones Jr. He's got Melo still. He's got CJ Albi coming along at 20 years. You still have young players that you will keep as a result of this, right? You don't lose all your young talent. You don't strip yourself when it comes to saying we've lost all our young talent in Anthony Simmons and Marcia Little and Zach Collins and Yusuf Noku just turned only 26 years old. Now you go with the timeline you have right now. Some salary will come off the books end of season. It's not much yet. You have a little bit of salary. You can rework Jones Jr. and Rodney Hood going to their last contracts along with Covington next season so you can move them on 
or put them in these deals and take some other contracts out that you do want. Maybe you like Zach Collins, you wanted to put in another pick just to move on from Rocky Covington and take out those young players. If that's the direction you want to go into, you can do that. But getting yourself Vucevic right now, bro, that's important for y'all as the Portland Trail business. For you as the Magic, I feel Zach Collins is an expiring contract. Nasir Little's got three years left on a 2.2 million contract at 21 years old. Is a power forward in a position where you can develop very well as the Magic. I like Anthony Simmons in a backcourt with Markel Foss because I really like Anthony Simmons' potential, you know, and if he can play in a situation where he can start every game and grow with somebody who can be his backcourt partner, you can see something electric, and then Nokic basically substitutes what you're losing in Vucevic, young enough to still allow you to develop and get him over, or young enough for you to still develop him for next season and then move him on in his contract year and then develop more Bamba or whoever you like in that position if you like Ken Birch, you know. More flexibility, I feel, is more important than anything because you have faults, but if that's all you have in faults and you have Jonathan Isaac, then they're going to want out sooner rather than later because you realize, well, look at that. When you guys have kept talent for a little bit too long, sometimes you don't know how to develop it all the way over, you know. And speaking of that, keeping talent for a little bit too long, it's a conversation of you're going to have to move on from Aaron Gordon. You know, one of the other landing sports we did think of for Nikola Vucevic was Boston. So I don't know if we could just cook it up on the trade machine quickly, see if we can get something before we say go into that Aaron Gordon. But I mean, for Boston fans, those of y'all that do listen, because <laughs> I mean, most of y'all probably only listen to Bill Simmons. Let's just keep it real. <laughs> the part father, shout out to Bill. But you know for Boston fans I mean you're in a situation where you kind of suck a lot this season and that's literally because you haven't done the business we always kept saying that if you're going to lose Al Horford go get yourself a big who gives you that versatility that he gave you even if it means you know compromising that 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 pick armory that you had and I think that's what Danny Ainge has been scared to do for the longest time but what a perfect time to maybe say you know what the Magic don't want too much for Nikola Vucevic. You know, even the asking rate from Cleveland for Andre Drummond is not too much. You still have that, you still have that, uh, what is it? The, yeah, the Gordon trade exception, if I'm not mistaken. They still have it, right? Yeah, they have the Gordon Haywood trade exception in Boston. So it's like, why not utilize that to go in for Vucevic or Drummond? I would lead more for Vucevic over Drummond just simply because of what Vucevic gives me playmaking wise and scoring wise offensively his own game he doesn't need somebody necessarily to go get it for him I can play the ball into me and go get it yeah Drummond I like too you know and just give yourself more options so I mean it's just a side little thing that I just thought of for myself saying if you are going to do some business as Boston if you're going to do some business as Orlando sometimes it's, it's worth you making the call and saying you know what you were probably thinking it but you were scared to make the call I'll I'll make the call first you know it's probably going to be a bit tough for them aside from the trade exception because it'll have to be literally they're still under the tax per se right now 15 more under the tax so it'll be tough because apparently they don't want to move on from Marcus Smart they like Tristan Thompson although they paid into him it would be tough to do this business aside from that because Nesmith is not a terrible contract for them. Romeo Langford is somebody who I think they've kind of messed up, you know, where they should have been getting more minutes for him early. Now they're in a situation where they drafted uh, Peyton Pritchard and he's giving them some decent prote- some pro- decent production there, pardon me, where you're going to probably look to keep him down the line, which means even with your trade exception, you know, just to make sure that you're not all the way over the tax when you do this trade for Vucevic, you're probably just going to have to move on from Tristan Thompson and Romeo Langford as Boston just to stay under the tax by 2.6. It's just numbers more than anything. And then you do the pick thing. Well, let's look at your first. You always have interesting first as Boston. So this year you have your own pick. You top what protected because you're kind of looking like you suck right now. You top what? Top 10 protected? 
Alright, don't lottery protect the top 10 protected, send it to the magic. Along with your second rounders, which you have your own, and the magics. And a future first. You have somebody's future first. You've traded away all the future first that you got from all that. So basically, Danny Ainge has used his assets. I mean, that makes sense because they were actually picking in the last couple of years. So they've actually used their assets. That's crazy. Though. So you're going to have to use more second round assets to pump it up a bit more. Because at the end of the day, he's still an all-star caliber guy. So if you don't have first rounders, a plenty coming in. Then you have to give me more second rounders than anything. Because you're only giving me one first round of Vucevic. Let's see. Like I said, Boston, it's probably going to be hard for him to. No wonder he hasn't done as much business. Because he had to give up his own assets to do anything as Danny Ainge. And that's tough. Because giving up your own assets with no guarantees is tough. But I mean, it says he had 21 wins for Boston. If you, if we take Vucevic over to Boston, I think it's a pretty interesting trade across the board. Because it gives you a, a real big in Boston. It also gives you a playmaking big, right? And Vucevic playmaking around with, with Tatum and Jalen Brown and all of that. Then you still get to keep Kemba Walker. And you're basically coming off of Romeo Langford's 3.6 million over three years. Tristan Thompson's 9.2 million over two years. Giving up a 2021 top 10 protected first rounder with a 2021 second rounder, which is Boston's own pick. 2021 second rounder via OKC and a 2022 second rounder via Charlotte. Not bad, not bad, not bad. You know, granted, for Vucevic, you'd want to get a whole lot more than that. Yet the market has been kind of soft for him because most teams have realized that if we really are going to get him we can get him at our own leisure we don't have to overpay for him because he's going to keep producing for you anyway and if it means waiting another season and a half and coming in there when he's got a couple months left on his contract where you have to move him on because he's not going to resign with you or it's going to be a sign and trade anyway that's what it is you know so getting back some young assets i feel now is the magic tristan thomas is going to be one year expiring contract next season you can move him on romeo langford you can rehab use those picks you're not necessarily getting off of Vucevic's salary, but it gives you space where you realize you have two poison pill exception players on your contract. That's not always the best business, knowing that you still have Terrence Ross's 13.5 million for three years. Aaron Gordon still has another year on his contract. So even if you come up for four years money next season, you still have a, a little bit of money on the books that you paid into. And if you're not going to be a playoff team, you don't want to be in that conversation where you're paying a whole lot for very little in return in regards to that, you know. So now we can actually have a conversation about Aaron Gordon for real though because it's like it's tough seeing him in the situation where he's in a space where he was supposed to improve and then after a while when he was improving it's like he wasn't given the room to take that next leap. You know it's crazy to think there's literally two years difference between Jason Tatum and Aaron Gordon yet two years ago you could already see that it wasn't going to work for Gordon in Orlando yet with Tatum Two years ago, you can see already they're making moves to make it work for him. They're making moves to see it work for him. Now, you can't trade him to Boston because it just doesn't fit anymore. They've got their guy. You know, Chicago, pretty interesting for me. If Chicago are willing to maybe come off of a contract to leapfrog above Boston and say, you know what, Boston, if they don't do business, we're going to go into the playoffs ahead of them or be a play-in team. Why not be a play-in team by using Otto Porter Jr.'s contract as a make weight and then you know trade that they don't have a trade exception over in orlando so they're gonna have to add something else in the trade that would be a sweetener for you and you basically you guys can come off of his contract early by getting Otto porter jr right now and we'll take his contract 18.18.1 because you guys have room to take that on knowing you'd rather compliment zach levine make it the last game bros too but have compliment zach levine with another wing who can who can help him out there you know having kobe white handling the ball and then zach at the two 
with you know p will patrick williams at the three and aaron gordon at the four allowing you to get some wendell carter at the five and then if you're going to move on from laurie marketing you have some insurance otherwise if you are going to keep laurie marketing and you want to be able to use Aaron Gordon next season as a trade bait for somebody else in a sign and trade because you'll have one year left on his deal. You're basically benefiting from keeping Otto Porter Jr. on your books this whole time. And in a sense, you would get rewarded with the first round pick instead of you having to pay the first round pick. You know, so for Chicago, it's like, you know, get rewarded for your first round for, for, for keeping Otto Porter Jr. by getting Aaron Gordon, who you can get off of next season. And you get a top three protected first round this season where. It's not gonna fall in the top three. The Magic's pick because they they are on fourteen. Okay, it might it might. I mean, so that's why your top three protect. Let's see what we say now. They can only take back twenty two point seven. So we're gonna have to send something back. That is true. We're gonna have to send something back as the Magic. Maybe an expiring contract. Would you do that if you are Chicago? I mean, I guess if you can, you would do it, right? Thinking if you wanna win right now, Chicago, and you were getting a first rounder plus Fournier and Eric Aaron Gordon for Otto Porter Jr. So for the match, you basically have to pay to get off of those contracts and you get an expiring contract right now. So basically you're getting off of Aaron Gordon's contract early. That would be interesting. Maybe even the Bulls would have to give a little something. Let's look at that. I'm sorry. Like I'm one of those. I like fair trades for the Bulls. You're getting better right now. You know, even if it's a second, like you don't have to give up your first. It's cool. Yeah. Give up like some seconds to, you know, to get a first back or something like that make it a swap out yeah i think that's fair there we go i think that's a fair trade because you're still having to take on aaron gordon yes you get better this season with four near gordon coming into your squad as the bulls you'll probably even make the playoffs ahead of one of the teams out east and then for the magic it's like you get 2021 second so here's here's the trade in total you get auto porter jr going back to the magic with the 2021 second rounder and the 2022 second rounder basically allowing the magic to get off of aaron gordon's salary in 18.1 million that would only come off next season giving them flexibility this coming off season to do whatever they want to do right pay because they already paid into jonathan isaac and markel falls you want them to be over the tax as a team that is not winning that's just sad and then you lose aaron fournier even fournier pardon me who's on 17.1 million but it's an expiring contract right now you're probably not going to pay him as the magic because he's not that timeline that you want to go in ideally you would have wanted assets back so you look at those two second round picks like your assets back and then you pay your first rounder which is top three protected which is your pick this season to move on from aaron gordon to get auto porter jr i think there's flexibility on either end if you're gonna bicker about it maybe you look in the bulls roster and you identify one young player that they do want to come off of you have a frank conversation with them and say do you want to keep wendell carter or you're going to move him on down the line because we don't want to keep more bomb but we're not going to pay him so rather you give us wendell carter because we're going to trade nikola vucevic a season from now and we'll develop him into our five or we like Laurie Markin, we're willing to give you one of our first round picks, another one which is top round, top three protected for him. There's more flexibility in that trade, especially when you know you've you've got the initial conversation over the hard part is how do we move Gordon? How do we potentially move Fournier? And then for, for Chicago, for the past couple of seasons, we're trying to move Otto Porter, have been able to, now he's got the final year of his contract, and then no one has given you even like a second round pick just to get off of some dead money, just to be able to get some dead money like him on to get off a bad contract. That's sad. So, I mean, let's reward you for that. You kept on to a man for three years on 28.4 million in a salary cap driven sport, and you deserve a second round pick at least. Just reward for that. So, if we can get you a first that's top three protected, that's not bad. So, we try to cook up some trades. I think that would, that would put you in a situation as a lander where, at the very least, if you sell high on Vucevic, get something for Gordon and get some, even something for Fournier and get some expiring 
expiring contracts coming back maybe some young players yeah man that's 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 something you know that's something because right now i'm thinking the portland trade for vucevic that's nice the boston trade for vucevic you get something you know for gordon i think that chicago trade does well you know we had a conversation of maybe the la lakers for gordon yet they may think that's the price too high to pay for gordon they probably be inclined to do it for one of the other players we may have mentioned you know on the podcast but for gordon it may be tough because you're thinking he's gonna have one year left on his deal next season it's still 18.1 million anyway unless we guarantee to get that improvement in him we're not gonna do it rather do it for a guy who is closer to that 19 20 points you'd i'd probably even do it more for fournier than for gordon right now which is crazy to think but if i'm la i'd rather trade for fournier who's got one year left in his contract and i would get off of say maybe kcp's money and i'll give up a young player like caruso to be able to get a guy who's averaging close to 20 points this season and can give me that production electric off the bench six man type production and i still come with that salary that i'm paid into for the next two three years but i'm not taking back a guy for another 12 to 18 months who i'm not guaranteed his production when he comes here so i understand that i can figure deal that so that's what we try to do another team that does come to mind is san antonio spurs if they feel they want to come off of maybe la's contract or demar DeRozan's contract and do a, a move that's a pre-sign and trade to move a veteran guy into orlando to help that rebuild and then they'll take on gordon's salary and then they'll repay him down the line he fits in well with the area but about age 25 fits in with trey lyles and them dejounte murray's a similar timeline allowing Keldon johnson and all the other guys to come in and grow over time in san antonio so you know other deals i would consider maybe going into the next transfer or the next trade window but right now in deadline time i'm thinking teams that could benefit from him coming in right now is a team like the bulls who could improve right now going into the playoffs because it's, it's, i think those are the type of teams that will be more buyers you know it's teams that are in the race to go and get further or into the playoffs to go deeper into the playoffs teams that are more lottery teams I think we'll probably want to see where their picks fall first or teams that are in out going to miss the playoffs want to see where maybe their picks fall what the offseason might look like who's going to opt out what's going to be the salary cap situation before they make any moves so yeah i think that's where orlando going to fall into where they're going to be more sellers than buyers so if you're going to be a seller then try reach out and put you know your your poll out there and see you know can we put some bait out and we've got some talent in Vucevic we've got some talent in Aaron Gordon can we get a team to buy it and then we get some assets in return that's what we're trying to do on these here so it has been two second round picks in the fax machine a loud blue podcast presentation thank you for joining us man please like subscribe rate and review us because it helps attract more people to our content because the algorithm just pushes it up a bit more because the content is what people want to hear you know so if you let them know that you like it and then it lets it know automatically that more people might like it too so please like subscribe rate and review us on all dsps where you consume your digital media content thank you for joining us man peace